0: Phil is a failed skydiver and a bear, sometimes he runs. Ben's always traveling, an occasional beach bum. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's BHP, Town Hall. Random
1: guests, alcohol, BHP, Town
2: Hall. Ben created Eye on Off, he's a comic book fanatic. Phil made Pyro CMS, he's probably in a kayak. Phil talks a lot, Ben, not at all. It's PHP
0: Town Hall. Random guests, alcohol, PHP
1: Town Hall.
3: Hey, welcome to episode 30 of the PHP Town Hall. You have myself, Ben Edmonds, here along with Phil Sturgeon, as always. And this week we're joined by Andrea Foltz and uh, Levi Morrison. Andrea, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Hi. Um, if you look at my Twitter profile, it says, I am the fiendish mind who removed um, PHP's best-loved feature logo GUIDs in uh, PHP 5.5, and that's pretty accurate. Um, it's also, it's not really important, but there's a backslash before that apostrophe in in that, and that is not an intentional subtle jab at PHP. That is a result of PHP's profiles bit on the official website being poorly written. Hmm. Yeah,
3: are, I, I've written points RFCs. about Andrea there.
0: <laughs> so, uh, where do you live, Andrea? In, uh, I you know? currently live near Aberdeen in Scotland. And given some personal events today, I will probably continue living near Aberdeen or even in Aberdeen in Scotland. Uh, but my, my, vo- my accent to anyone who's from the UK probably betrays that I haven't lived in Scotland for very long.
3: Cool. Is that um is that where Elliot Hagen lived? sounds familiar. I don't know how to say that
2: name. Yeah, he was one of the Code one of Ignited community people and Elliot Hagen was near there for a while, but now he's in yeah. San Francisco.
0: Aberdeen yeah. 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 likes to call itself the oil capital of Europe, but I'm not sure the rest of Europe calls it that. <laughs> <laughs> Although it, it is a fairly accurate description. Like there's so much oil industry stuff here. And it'
3: cool all right uh levi tell us about yourself
1: i live in provo utah and i have been involved with the php projects for i don't know exactly how long maybe three-ish four-ish years and primarily i've done the website stuff so if you hate the new layouts of the website i'm the person to yell out on twitter and um
3: it is horrible (laughs)
1: <laughs> I have some new stuff coming down the pipe too that's like based on Google's material design. So I'm sure everyone who hates Google's material design will hit our website in the coming months. Um, I hope
0: your
3: email address is not public anywhere.
1: That <laughs> well, the php.net one is for sure. So, all right, everyone likes design,
3: go on
1: that email address. <laughs> but yeah, feedback is always good. I it's always negative, but I can sort through it to figure out what people really want. So, Besides, what people want is not really what they need, so who cares, right?
3: I thought that was Apple's mantra, not Google's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess uh, relevant to this as well, I have two RFCs out there and um, worked on those and fixed bugs here and there is about all I've done on PHP core, aside from that. so Cool. That's me.
2: Nice, that's more than me. I fixed three documentation bugs, and now I have voting karma. <laughs> I
0: I've, I felt really bad because I had I got karma like sometime in two thousand thirteen, but I never felt I deserved it because I've fixed three bugs, sort of two in PHP, and I've removed a vitally important feature. So, I mean, I, I don't deserve karma at all, but I have it.
2: <laughs> nice. I made a I made a um a pull request onto the PHP source which if you used a go-to then it would in- embed the um, XKCD uh, raptor attack comic so I feel like I've done some useful things on the go
3: I'm assuming that was not accepted
2: no <laughs> I think it's fun though uh, yeah so which RFC do we, do we want to start blathering about first because you guys have got loads of really interesting RFCs on the go at the minute, I swear you're rewriting half a PHP uh, I- <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to pick one at random. Um, well, let's
3: go in order, because that will be easier once we get drunk.
2: Uh,
0: How okay. about
3: uh, big first?
0: Okay, so big was... There are some things that I add to PHP because they're immediately useful, and there are some things that I think, why on earth don't we have this? And big ints was more of the latter. Um, I mean, someone someone bugged me on IRC uh, to fix a bug, well they said why don't you do something useful like fixing bugs and pointed me at a random bug and it was the one where you know how the maximum integer and the minimum integer aren't the same like the maximum integer is something seven and the minimum is something eight so if you subtract the minimum integer uh, it can't actually fit in an integer if you flip the sign, it will actually convert into a float, and it was about that bug, and that got me thinking. Wait, why do we even have a fixed size integer anyway? Because there are some other dynamic languages, most notably Python, um, which don't have a, a, a syn- you don't have a fixed size integer type. It's not 32 bits. It's not 64 bits. You can type in uh, an arbitrarily large number, and it will work. And so I set about implementing that, and that's basically what it does. It means that if that, along with adding arbitrarily large integers, I didn't write the code behind that. I used a library written by much smarter people than me, Um, but I obviously have to write all the stuff on top of it, and that's a lot. Um, The main advantage of that is that if that gets in, and if I finally finish that patch, you'll never have to worry about integers turning into floats magically again. And it means a lot of integer operations make more sense now because it used to be that you could do stupid stuff like um, sh- do a bit shift with a negative integer which does not do what you think it do- does and does a completely different thing on Intel processors. It, it gets rid of that and basically it's really boring, really. It's, it's boring and it won't affect most people, but when you have it, you'll be glad because you know integers will consistently work in particular across platforms. Even if you're on a 32-bit machine, any size of integer will work, and that's basically yeah. it. It's really boring. Wow.
2: Uh, no, that just means more things will magically work, and there will be less problems, I guess. Um, it's also this,
0: more... Uh, it's the... that. you the other, the other thing about it is it's more intuitive. It does what you expect. If you put in some large number and add another large number, it stays as an integer, you know, Sorry, you can continue.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, is this one? Um, a lot of the RFCs that we're talking about today are taking care of uh, PHP sadness entries. I was just wondering if this is one that they've managed to notice, and are we, are
0: we, I don't think so, because basically, very few languages do the right thing with integers. It, it, hmm. it put us into the elite group of languages which handle integers properly. Like we're one of, like we're one of, of very few languages that actually implement the division operator correctly. And, this co- I come on to this later with integer division, but, like, the division operator in most languages does different things depending on whether you give it an integer or a float. In PHP, it does the right thing. If you do one over three, it will not give you zero. It will give you a third, like you think, like you expect. Um, and that's what Python does. It's what every sane language does. But, unfortunately, there aren't very many sane languages. Um, and... Arbitrarily large integers are a thing like this. Most languages have fixed language integers, um, and most languages' integers overflow, and that's terrible. And PHP does something slightly saner, but it's not really a PHP saddest thing. It's a sort of a more novel addition that makes integers just do what people expect, which they don't in almost all languages.
2: Sweet. Um... I don't really have anything much to add to that because it sounds like sh- shit's just getting magically better. So, that's-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have. I can provide arguments against that actually. So, I work in the right. high performance computing field. So, I work with computational research all the time. And so, some people in the internals group, particularly, like care about performance like it's just the yeah. babyest of babies. So. Uh, I haven't measured the particular impact of of this one or seen anyone do such a thing yet, but but the idea that uh, you're going to have to detect overflow and do something different could theoretically slow things down. The
0: fun thing is that PHP already, as I've mentioned, does the right thing with most integer operations, and this means that... Unfortunately, I can't test this. The code in the way is currently written to make it easy to debug, not easy for performance. For example, none of the functions are currently inlined, mostly to save me having to type make clean every single time I change something, right? Um, But once I I make the necessary performance changes, basically it should have zero impact on existing performance because we already do overflow checks on every single integer operation. at the moment, it's set to be part, it's probably going to be part of the language specification that we do overflow checks. And so all it means is that in the existing overflow cases, instead of overflowing to a float, we'll create this big int type, which, which so far as userland cares doesn't exist, but internally it's a different type. Um, so, so far as I know, it shouldn't actually have any impact at all on performance. That remains to be seen. I'll have to do, at some point, I'll have to optimize it a bit and do some benchmarks. But it really shouldn't have any impact on performance at all, considering that all the checks, it doesn't actually add any new checks at all.
1: It's just taking a different path when you overflow. Yeah, yeah, basically.
0: Um, So is it completely transparent to user learned? Yes. Or is it uh, a separate type that you would need to uh, account for? Yeah basically internally it's a t- separate type so currently internally um for some reason we have different names internally as we do to the outside world we call things int in userland and float but internally it's long and double because of the c types um and this adds a new internal one is big int um and that type is actually implemented completely differently from your integer type it's a um it's it's reference-counted, it's immutable, Um, it works very much like a string rather than something primitive that's actually copied around, but so far as userland cares you can't really tell the difference at all. Um, In some cases your integer will magically become a big int without you knowing, but it will behave exactly the same. The only places where it behaves differently are if you pass it to a function which doesn't support large integers, in which case I'm not currently sure exactly what to do but will be some sort of error. But this is exactly the same thing as you'd get in other languages which don't support um, sorry, which support large integers because most functions don't need to accept any size of integer. For most functions it's okay just to accept 32 or 64 bits. Nobody needs ridiculously large um, array lengths because you don't have enough memory to represent such a large array in the first place, for example. Um, but basically, no, so far as user land cares, you can't tell the difference at all. Um, it's, it doesn't even... Sh- you can, in fact, for the most part, I've tried to hide it from user land. Um If you look at the type, it just says integer, but, uh, whatever type it is internally. Um, certain debugging functions that we use for debugging the Zend engine itself, uh, like debug dump, which is a user land function, that, will tell you that it's different, but most things, for almost everything, they're equivalent. You can't tell the difference. Um, And that's the beauty of it, really. Um, Technically, beyond a certain point, it's not the same type. But so far as you care, it actually is the same type. It acts exactly the same. For almost all functions, it will behave exactly the same. and, And that's the beauty of it, really.
3: Nice. So I just want to clear up something
0: for anyone that doesn't know. When we say internal versus userland. I'd say userland is... I mean, it technically userland in technology means something completely different, but at least in the context of PHP, userland is any function you can write yourself, and internal functions does not actually refer to stuff that's only used to implement PHP. It refers to any standard function, like stolen or array map or any of these things or anything that an extension has, any function from an extension or class is considered internal and while it looks the same as any function you write, um, because it's all written in C code underneath there are actually some differences between internal and userland functions that's why we need to make this distinction sometimes.
2: So uh, moving on to the next bit, because we're, we're uh, you know, time's cracking on. Um, scalar type hinting. This is another RFC um, kind of championed by you recently, Andrea, but it was originally by uh, Anthony Ferrera and a bunch of other people. Can uh, you give us a, a little bit of a history and so what scalar type hinting? So
0: basically... Is? Um, s- um, ever since PHP added type hints, um, you know, if you declare a method on a class or a function, you can say, uh, I want this thing to be a specific object, or I want it to be an array, or I want it to be a callable. Uh, ever since we've added those, people have complained about the fact that we only support objects, um, callables and arrays. We have never had support for int, string, float, resource, uh, bool, and, yeah, that's it, you can't, we don't have any of the so-called scalar types, Um, although resource is technically sort of a scalar, not a scalar, but nobody cares about resource, forget about resource. Um, But basically, there isn't a type hint for any of these types. Um, And so, there have been historically two camps I mean, there are a bunch of approaches, but the main two ones are, do we have it act, do we have it Cast so it'll act vaguely like what an internal function does. You can take an internal function that takes an integer and pass in a string or a float, and almost all of the time it will try to convert it to an integer and it will accept it. It won't complain. The other camp has been do we do it strict? So if it's not an integer, it's not accepted, the program errors. And to be honest, I don't like either of these approaches because while it's traditional other languages PHP is always switch between types and it's also PHP changes types a lot an example is if you add two integers it might end up a float you don't want your program to go bang when you pass it something expecting an integer so what Anthony proposed was something of a compromise where it's you can it will accept other types but it only accepts a subset so allows some conversions but only if it really makes sense and I and I I wanted to take this up actually last year but I know and I think I wanted to take this up two years ago when Anthony withdrew it but I never got around to it and I finally got around to the this year and thought I'm gonna put this through and after a lot of debate basically the RFC while I haven't really publicly said as much the thing is basically dead now because I don't think it's going to pass um, the thing's too inconsistent. I'm not really happy with it either. The problem is that it it's trying to strike a compromise that will please both groups. And really, it doesn't pre- please either at all. It, I mean, and, and that's the problem. It, it's a bit of a mess.
2: Yeah, I noticed there were a lot of problems with... Um... You know, reading through the internals um, conversations and watching them happen in real time, basically, as you said, half of them would want uh, PHP to kind of um, cast it and turn it into whatever you've recommended. And then the uh, the other half want it to be very strict and not do anything. So you have the situation where um, the really strict ones are just going to have way too much errors to deal with and you're going to have to try and, you know, wrap everything with um, exception catching and whatever else. Um, and the other group were basically casting it, I feel like kind of. Um, nullifies the use of it so if you say this this argument has to be an integer and you pass it a string then it turns it into a zero then who the fuck that's not very helpful so there was the the way that you have ended up going a lot of people wanted this sort of compromise and what happens if you pass if you require an integer but you give it a string which is a numeric string and it's just like 42 Okay, well, that should be an integer. But what if you put a space in front of the 42 inside of the string? Well, that's also yeah. probably okay. What about if you put a space afterwards? No, no, not if you put a space in afterwards. Yeah, the problem is
0: that PHP's conversion semantics, as they stand, are really, really broken. And it's mostly because, um, I think partly it's because people... Um, in theory, you're supposed to be able to rely on the conversion semantics, but in, I think in practice people don't. And because of that, people don't notice how broken the conversion semantics are when they need them. Like, for example, if you have a string that contains a hexadecimal number, it is sometimes a valid integer and sometimes isn't. It, it, it's not even consistent across operators. It will work with the at plus operator, but not with uh, the modulo operator, for example. Uh, sometimes it's zero sometimes it's 11 it's weird um, but yeah the, the problem is that the, the RFC tries to strike a compromise the problem is that nobody's quite sure not even myself where you'd strike that compromise the one thing I would say though is that casting uh, casting doesn't remove all the benefits of type hinting because you do know once the cast has happened that what you've got is definitely an integer no matter what was passed in um, and that would be particularly important if in future we add some more, um, for example, something that had been proposed in the past was having methods on scalar types. And in that case, it would be very important to ensure that you actually have an integer. Because if you try to, if someone passes in a string, you try to use a method that's on integer, it's not going to work. But I'm, I'm not going to talk about that, at least at the moment.
2: Yeah, that's a whole the barrel of fish. But uh, Levi, what, have you, what do you reckon about this stuff?
1: So it's interesting. I didn't pick up the scalar type hints either because I figure if it's ever going to be accepted, it won't be what I want. And that's absolute strict type hints. And I am I use PHP differently than most users do, so I'm not too surprised that most people don't fit that camp. But the other reason I didn't pick it up is that you're going to have to cast a compromise, I feel like, in some way. And like was mentioned, I feel they're just intrinsically broken. And... Every time someone brings up scalar type hints on IRC or chat room, I always am like, no, don't push for it. Don't push for it. We got to fix these conversions first. So
0: yeah, the, the, that's basically the current plan really. The RFC is basically dead. Um, I believe I'll actually have to check this, but I believe if you look at it, um, I can't find the RFC at the moment. I believe if you look at it at the moment, um, Anyone who's paying attention may have noticed that the minimum time needed before you can start a vote has passed, and I haven't put the RFC to a vote, and that tells you that basically I'm holding off. Um, The plan at the moment is basically, I'm I'm probably going to drop that, and then at some point um, try and reform PHP's semantic uh, casting slightly for PHP 7, and then hopefully, just hopefully add it then and have it do what internal functions do, like uh, any of the standard functions, any of your extension functions. Because we have internally, we have this function called ZenPassParameters. Um, and if you read the discussion on internals, it comes up a lot. And it has literally every function uh, that you use in an extension or whatever uses that function um, in the C code to pass its arguments. And it does a lot of casting it doesn't allow some things, but it it does a lot of casting. And I think whatever it's going to be, ultimately it's got to be consistent with what internal functions do, because we can't really have these two types of functions, userland functions and internal functions, which work exactly the same until you pass a string to it. And a userland function, if you pass a string and we had strict type hints, it will blow up. An internal function, if you pass a string, it, it's just fine. Uh, and I, t- To be honest, I'm not really sure what to do. Um, the hope is that maybe we can get in something that's based on what the internal functions do, uh, but I, I, I don't really know at this point.
1: Yeah. I totally stayed away from it with my return type RFC because of all of these issues. People kept asking me, why don't why don't you add scalar type pins to it? I'm like, I don't want to touch that at all. I'm not, nowhere close, though. I guess we could... Transition into talking more about that RFC. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. um, there's not a whole lot to talk about other than You have the ability to optionally declare a return type from a function and uh, it follows um, Covariant return type hinting for everyone who doesn't know what that means. That's okay. It does what you think it does <laughs> literally, uh, literally none
2: of us know what that means
0: <laughs> i i don't even know that i'm i'm not a language designer <laughs> but, basically so have, it means
1: if you if, it, it differs from return i guess it difference differs from um parameter type hint so if you have a parameter type hint and uh, you try and in a subclass you try and restrict it to that that type to a different more restrictive type like a child it fails and won't let you but on return types, it will let you. So if you say, hey, I declare, or I return some type of collection, and then you re- and in a subclass, you say, I return a list, and list is a subtype of collection, it will allow you to do that on a return type, but not a parameter. So that actually works out really well when you're, tra- when you're working out um, inheritance rules. It may seem odd at first, but it's what you want. I guess the other controversial thing is that uh, the return type is not declared before the function name. So everyone in C world and, and friends, I guess, declares it before the name of the function. But we don't do that. We put it after the parameter list. So you just do a parameter list and then a colon and then the return type. And that matches, that's what um, HHVM hack did in theirs, and it's a really sensible solution. We're not actually mimicking them. We do differ in a few small areas, but the syntactically were the same because it was a really good choice for, for various reasons. It's,
0: yeah, the, the syntax choice is the same one that TypeScript and ActionScript use. And ActionScript is horrible, so on the one hand I hate it for that reason, but <laughs> TypeScript is wonderful, so on the other hand I really like this.
2: It's conflicting. Um, so was there much back backwards and forwards with the hack team on getting that done? Um, did they help with any of it, or was it just uh, purely a you liked the fact that they did it that way and thought, hey, yep, we can do that too?
1: So return types is something I've wanted to do for a while. I figured it was a feature of PHP that um, could be added easily, and if done carefully, it could make it. There have been four RFCs already that include return type hints that have been withdrawn or failed, like... Everybody wants them, they just, they weren't good RFCs, you know?
2: Yeah, well, um, I remember reading about those and you, you on your RFC basically listed all the reasons in which yours was better and I forgot to look it up, but how did the other ones fail and how did you overcome their failures?
1: The number one failure was trying to um, trying to do something that would break backwards compatibility or they would add something else to the type system at the same time. So a lot of the past ones mixed in scalar type hints with their RFC for return types like all in one package and as we've seen from scalar type hints that just keeps failing right so by combining it with that you just lose when you do return types so the and then I didn't I don't add any keywords that's another thing that um, is interesting I don't even add void which is like the lowest hanging fruit, you know? So like, I feel like I, there'd I, be very I, little resistance there, but I didn't even touch it because I don't, I don't want to.
0: I kind of want to add void at some point like after that passes because one of the things that I really like with adding more type hints is not so much that it allows you to ensure your code is correct, that's important, but also that it's better than having stupid doc blocks at the top of all functions. Because <laughs> the thing is, if you have a type hinting Syntax built in, it means even if the void type in, is useless, and it would be mostly, all it'd be doing is checking that you're returning null, and nobody actually needs that to be done, because if you're returning null, it doesn't matter if you actually return something else, because nobody relies on it being null. Right?
1: We can nobody actually be better. In, internally, it. you can actually check that it returned something at all. So, like in user land, if you don't return anything, it's null, or you can return something that evaluates to null. Oh,
0: Same thing. Right. Yes.
1: But internally, you can actually check. So when a function is compiled, you can say, hey, uh, you said it was void, and you returned something at all.
0: Yeah, um, isn't, it, isn't it like different if you return null explicitly from just returning?
1: Yeah, internally, there is a difference. In user land, there is none. So what,
0: yeah. what do you get if you just return? Is it a void?
1: Well, in, when you run it at runtime, if you try and use the return value in any way, it's a null with no error. Okay. It's just implicitly a null. But internally, you can check that something was actually returned. Okay. And this is actually one of the reasons that I didn't include void is that um, some people might want you to allow, to allow returning expressions that evaluate to void or, or some other, or null, and I just didn't want to deal with it. It's just anything else beyond the scope of, of adding a return type increases the chances that somebody on internals doesn't like it. Yeah. No. So I just stay well, away as far as possible. As simple as
0: possible. It, it's, partly why, it's, part, it's partly why that's the plan for scalar type I know it's unlikely, but the plan is basically we want to be... Because I, I discussed with Anthony about this, and basically our plan for now is just if we reintroduce this, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll write it to be exactly the same as internal functions and do absolutely nothing else, do the minimal... to try and be as inoffensive as possible, because if there's just the slightest thing that will upset someone, things will fail. It's a bit like that property get set syntax, uh, which I'm not sure if I was able to vote against at the time, but I would have voted against it, because on the one hand, it was wonderful adding property properties to PHP. On the other hand, nobody liked it, because it did way, way too much. And because of it, PHP still doesn't have properties. Um, But the, uh, to what I was saying before, I really want more type hints, mostly just because it helps documentation. I want to be able to look at a function signature and know what it does, because C, for all its failings, you can actually look at a function signature and usually know, so long as it's been well written, what it does. In PHP, you know what kind of arguments it takes. Um, usually unless they're scalars you don't know what it returns um it's it's a bit of a mess really
2: yeah i look forward to us getting return type hints in there um even things like the uh, php fig it's going to be it's going to be a lot easier because we're defining interfaces a lot of the time right if we're going to define a standard as it relates to code then the best way to do that is with an interface and right now we can define the argument types as long as they aren't scalars um, and we can um, define a few other things but at the end we're just we end up just writing a doc block and say please read this and please return an instance of this class please and even if the code follows the rules you don't necessarily know whether it's going to work or not with every implementation so yeah
0: um, that, that's that's a particularly important thing as of interfaces because ultimately in the end it doesn't really matter how strict our parameter types are for for methods and things but it uh, normally, because it's just validation, you could do that yourself. But with interfaces, it's really important, because most of the things you want to be able to do in an interface, we can't do. You know, you can't, you can only specify that in some cases, like if it's an array, if it's a callable, if it's certain types of objects, you can't specify all these other cases. So your your interfaces are really weak. You know, you can you can enforce everything that comes in, but nothing that comes out. It's it, it's rubbish. So has there been any? Um, this is to fill.
2: Yeah. There
3: any debate in the fig with maybe addressing this with a dot block format or anything like that in the meantime? Because it's probably going to be years before we get true return types.
2: Well, the yeah, the fig already used dot blocks as in in the files, so. Um, Interfaces and, and classes that we create are fully doc-blocked. Um, the standard that we use for doc blocks is pretty much the PHP doc, um, PHP Documenter um, format. Um, but there is—it's it, a bit tricky with those formats because there are like four or five slightly different, varying formats for um, for doc blocks. Um, we are working on PSR five, six. I'm tired. One of those two is the Cache PSR, and that's going to be. No, <laughs> one of those is the PHP doc PSR. So once we've got that, we we'll at least then have a standard for doc blocks, and we can start to use those. But um, as soon as return types come in, then for a while it's going to be a duplication of, of information. So we're going to have to have um, we've have, have stuff in the doc block and in the return type, and then in like five years time, people will stop just putting it in the doc in the in the doc block. So. It's going to be a bit of annoying waiting for it, but it's good to have it all the same.
1: Yeah, as far as the waiting for it goes, the reason it hasn't gone to a vote yet is there's a technical issue that we're trying to sort out that deals with Opcash. And uh, Joe Watkins has been the go-to guy for that. And as a lot of people are probably aware, he's been busy with his personal life lately. So we haven't got around to fixing that yet.
0: I I was wondering about why it was taking... from all appearances, things looked like it was done. I mean, the RRC looks done, yeah. so it's in, that that makes sense. Uh,
1: yeah, in fact, I use a I have a branch that I run all my code on, just to verify that if I add the return types, everything works, and it's it's all fine until you start adding opcache, and then there's a di- there's a problem with the early and late binding uh, for various things. So.
2: Which uh, version of PHP are you aiming uh, the return type stuff to get into?
1: Return types can go into the next major or minor version, either one. So whatever comes first. I think the RFC officially says 5.7 or 6. hasn't been updated to say 7. Ah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've realized... Actually, you know,
1: let me, let me uh, go back. I promised someone I would say it this way. Um, PHP 7.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the new thing. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the meme of Dr. Evil?
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um. But um, <laughs> I, to go away from that topic Because I know that certain people don't want to talk about it uh. But um, uh, to, to go along with the return type RFCs The nullable uh. types RFC And it, it comes up because Currently in the return type RFC There's no way to say Return this type or null and that's just a huge convention throughout um, pretty much every language that has pointers of any kind or objects. You know, it's like Java, for instance. If you have a, a type, you can always pass null to it. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't restrict that. And uh, I think that's a mistake, but it's such a big need um, because of historical code, and we and I don't want to restrict. Um, user land developers to force to to write their code in a certain way so we're going to add an optional type hinting or nullable type hinting which use, allows you to return some type or null the good the good thing about that though is it's explicit you can see that this thing returns or takes a type or it takes or returns a type that's null so like you can actually distinguish um, by looking at it in other languages such as java there's there's no way unless they've commented um, one way or the other, there's there's
0: also a secondary benefit in that um, yeah the 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 real need for nullable types is because at the moment you can make something nullable by saying the default is equal to yeah. null for parameters, but you can't do that for return. Obviously, having right. default returns would be weird. Um, but the the other thing is that it's it's a really tangential benefit, but it also means now that you can actually have a type that is nullable. Um, that you can have something that's nullable or type or has a default value that isn't null. However, that's only useful if we add scalar type pins, <laughs> and uh, that that's uh, probably not going to happen <laughs> soon. It, it was just something I noticed when I was adding when I when I changed how bools work in the types and I realized it means if you have nullables, it means you can have something that's true, false, or null, which is actually not that uncommon. You want it sometimes, um, but that's that's completely off-topic, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the just kind of go back to the properties you mentioned earlier, I personally voted no on that, um, and I'm hopeful that after we have nullable return types and re- as well as, or excuse me, nullable types and return types hints, you can more effectively implement um, getters and setters. Whether that's true or not, I don't know yet. I haven't played around um, to fully flesh that out. but Actually, kind of related to
0: that, something I really want, and I understand I think you want this as well, is at some point I'd like it to be able to, when you declare a property, to set a type for it, because I was writing, I mean, it's me yes, exactly. before, but I was writing, I'm working on this tiny little as- async library, asynchronous library that uses generators, because uh react php has no documentation like i wish i could use it and it's really great and the people that work on it are really clever but it has no documentation and i don't want to use javascript again so i'm working this async library and it really bothered me that i can't set the type of the properties on my object even just the private ones it's annoying because you can only see the type in the documentation when you look at the constructor and for some things you're not actually ever setting the type in the constructor at all you're setting it somewhere far down and it'd be great even if just so that I can understand my own code better that if we could type properties the problem there is a slight problem there and it's also why we might not get generics ever is that PHP has references and references yep. cause problems because references mean you can circumvent type checks. If we, set a, if we add types for, uh, you can add a typed property, right? If we do that, then uh, someone's just going to do foobar equals uh, and sign that property and then assign it to an integer and at least the way things are implemented just now. Uh, that would completely bypass any type checks because references don't, the way a reference is done internally, it isn't this is a reference to this property on this object, it's actually a reference to um, that specific value. It, it doesn't care what object, it's like in an array, you can reference something in an array. We can't, for example, add types to arrays because references will get bound them. We probably can't add types to Properties because references would get random. We probably can't add generics because references would get random. It's a pain M- Maybe we just need to get rid of references because they're the problem really <laughs> Could you not just yeah.
3: track a reference back though
0: or is that not possible? At all? The, 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 the problem is basically References as I said basically references don't work like you think they do so it's they, just a pointer to the value itself, It's basically yeah, it's, it's basically internally it's appointed to the value itself and values in themselves have no information about where they come from. A value doesn't have an owner, you know, a, a, an array can share the same first element as a million different variables and the array has no idea of this and variables don't and references the problem. Now, it might be possible to solve this problem, it probably is, it's just it makes the easy and straightforward way of doing it not easy and straightforward because, I mean, we could do it and just have references, allow references to break it, but that means that you can get, that that's, means you can get around important typing and, that, and that's that's not good, but yeah.
1: To finalize that then, since we have time, Um, with properties, if you define properties as a specific way of defining getters and setters that use return types if you don't hint them to return references you could actually solve that by simply saying well, there are no reference you can't return a property via reference just not possible by, by signature of the function this would cause complications if your property you were trying to work with is an array because array is the most common type you use a reference with. And to get rid of references, which is something I would I would personally love for various reasons, means you have to change array semantics. And I think that will be a game breaker. I don't think we can do that. I oh, wish we could. That's
3: true.
1: I wish we could change array semantics, but I don't know if we could at this point. Just the backwards compatibility um, issue would be, would be huge on that one.
0: Actually, one thing, the, the thing is, references are widely used. Part of the problem could be solved if instead of having references, we allow having out parameters, because basically we use references for out parameters. You know like how in in C-sharp and, I mean, C does the same thing with pointers, but in C-Sharp and things like it, you have out parameters where you can say this is a parameter. And if you put a value, if you pass a value there, it doesn't actually pass the value. Instead, the output of that function goes to the variable you pass in as an argument. If we added those, in, in uh, that means that all the array functions which currently take a reference could just use that instead. Uh, but there's still a lot of forms of references because people still use them a lot with arrays, but it, it would solve the main case. Uh, still, uh, it, 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 it's a dream, but I don't think removing references is really going to happen.
3: All right, uh, we should probably go to the next topic. Um, <laughs> what do we have next? the uh, closure call rfc
0: yeah this was this was another of those things where i thought why don't we have this it's it's not it's not really meant to be some momentous feature it will benefit some people uh on twitter daniel lowry told me that it has it it helps performance in his app and that's good the main reason i added it was because i was it was because of function referencing i was fiddling around with closures and I wondered why you have to bind things explicitly and return new closure. Why can't you just like bind a new object when you can basically at the moment with closures you can bind an object to them and that means that when you call it this will be set to, that this variable will be set to some specific object I wondered why, why can't you set that call time because in some cases you need to bind, um, you want In some cases, you need to bind a closure a lot of times and call it. And it'd be far more efficient if you could just do that at call time. And in some applications, this is useful. Um, And in particular, it's useful with my function referencing, RFC. And that's basically how it came about. I thought, why don't we have this? It's a really basic thing. It's really simple to implement. um, And it will benefit some. And really, I just hope it's uncontroversial uncontroversial, maybe it will be a post I just don't, it's just a basic thing that I wondered why we don't have it already so why why not add it because when people need it this will be useful, most of the time you're not going to need it because most people aren't doing fancy things with closures but when you are it, it's handy, there's not really that much to say about it
2: uh, I figure, yeah it's it's a nice little, uh, little feature so uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes and people can have a look at more of it um, I figured we, we've got like 10, 15 minutes left, uh, so it might be quite nice to talk about how you guys got involved with contributing to PHP um, internals and the website. Um, Levi, would you like to take that away?
1: Sure. So I don't even remember why, but I wanted Doc Karma and Salath. I don't know. I don't know how to. I'm sorry if I slaughtered your name, but. but uh, he mentioned that if I requested an account, and mentioned that I like kittens and I, I would almost I would certainly get an account for duck karma. And uh, I did, and I got the karma. And <laughs> since I had it, and uh, had also mentioned that I like to do some stuff on the website, I just started hacking on it. You know, there was this huge... At the time, the prototype.php.net had been around since, I don't know, 2009 or something. And I, I was like, well, why don't we have this... Our website looks like it was straight out of the 90s, and it probably is, and it was at the time. And so I started working on that, and that's how I got involved with the the PHP projects to begin with. And and I started working with you know the various things in the bug tracker, um, and just found a few bugs. I thought you know I could probably fix that, and so I started getting involved in in internals that way, and voting on things, and um, I became kind of like the main pusher for the the website relaunch that happened last year. Um, so that's it's kind of I just kind of took over the the website somehow. I don't really quite know how I got it to be honest. But at this I point, think- I basically do whatever I want for better or worse. Such as putting the function, um, the related functions on the right side of the screen. Uh, <laughs> some people feel very strongly and passionately about uh, putting them back on the left. And to be honest, I probably will. I just haven't had the, the time to just go in and, and redo redo that. So
2: The vast majority of the PHP community needs to calm the shit down. Um, <laughs> people, people freak out about stuff, and it just doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but no, fair enough. Um, I, I'm assuming that it's because you've got a lot of C developers um, and then and then a website, and those two things are kind of yeah. different. It's like, oh, <laughs> Christ, I've got to do CSS. Do I use position relative or float? Uh, back to my point. It's
0: to... going to be a controversial statement, but it, it, some, uh, some people who don't like PHP very much, definitely not me, uh, might say that it's because you've got a lot of PHP developers trying to make a website, and, and that's how you <laughs> ended up with something that's bad. I mean, to be honest, the website reflects the language in many respects. I mean, it, it reminds me of PHP info, the old website does. Um, it even has the same
2: color scheme. <laughs> uh, how, many no, no, no. De- how many PHP de- developers does it take to make a decent-looking website? I don't know. I'll tell you when it happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you say I don't know about you guys. One of my favorite pastimes is to look at the websites that various people respond uh, with their email addresses on on the list, and every time I'm I'm greeted with a really horrific, absolutely horrific website. <laughs> Uh, I should actually, probably be keeping a list because some of them are just amazing.
0: Actually, to be honest, I think the answer to that, Phil, is probably something more along the lines of one to write the website and 23 to moan about how it breaks backwards compatibility. <laughs> and then two more people to, try to also try to write the website a few years later. And then another person who eventually succeeds.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it's a funny one i guess you guys have the same problem as we have in the fig where everyone likes to come up with an alternative proposal instead of actually contributing <laughs> to the main ones and you've got 10 different <laughs> versions of something that's half finished um <laughs> anyway crap so this, the thing that we've got to talk about is um the uh the specification um for php this oh, being
0: yes that I can't, can't
2: believe favorite on that one that was the main point of this this talk um so for everybody else that's not been paying attention to reddit or anywhere else um uh Facebook have been coming up with uh, a specification for the language, which will be based around PHP 5.6, and um, they, they're writing it for HHVM and hack and, and everything else so that all of these different versions of the implementations can conform to some sort of specification, so we haven't just got 20 different random implementations that yeah. may or may not work together, right?
3: The, the, and, uh, it, the real joy behind a specification, this, you know globally accepted or, you know, work towards is that you can then, you know, write a unit test against a spec and then you can make your own engine as long as it passes those tests. You know, your your spec's good or your engine's good. So it really opens the door to other engines without a bunch of people complaining that it's totally different and it's gonna break my app and you can be like, No man, it, it matches the spec and that should shut up the haters, basically.
0: Yeah, it, it also has the advantage that basically it will make, even if these other information agents didn't exist, having a spec makes the, the PHP.net PHP, the PHP everyone just calls PHP, that implementation, it will make that work better. Because basically, currently we're implementation defined which is sort of nonsense, really, because you can't really define it with an implementation, because people will acknowledge when the implementation is wrong, even though there's only one. The, 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 the problem is that basically, if PHP at the moment, if the main implementation has a bug in it, that is part of the language Uh you can if you implemented something wrong five years ago in the internals of PHP that is now a feature of the language for better <laughs> or for worse. With a specification it means you can write actually in English and specify clearly and formally what's supposed to happen and that means if PHP.net does the wrong thing at least the wrong thing according to the specification we can actually say it's wrong and correct it and 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 that's generally good. It's it's part of it's it's a nice thing because we finally have this, you know. It means it's taken a while but it's it's going to happen and that's good. Um, you know, it's it's like it's a bit like Nikita's um abstract syntax tree RFC or the um which so far as use people user um you know, so far as people aren't internals have to care it you don't need to worry about it because it's purely an implementation detail, but it does mean that PHP is more regular and more formal, does more what you expect. Um, it's good, and, and, and that's really the benefit of the specification. We can say what PHP does, and then PHP will actually have to do it rather than, it, rather than what PHP does is what PHP does.
3: <laughs> so one question on that, or I guess concern raised, It's just this just means that changes now we're gonna have to go through a two-step approval process than a one. So who's gonna I guess officially manage the spec? Will it be Facebook? Will it be an open-source effort? And how will changes of that be propagated to the various engines?
0: It was it was originally thought. I mean, some people wanted to have an independent spec committee, but I don't think really anyone actually wants that because <laughs> there are only two implement the only two implementations that really matter at all: PHP and HHVM. And HHVM, even then, not that many people use it. Facebook do, and some really large enterprises do. Uh, Wikipedia uses HHVM now, but really not that many people use it. Even it's. PHP is still dominated by the original implementation, um, so the, so basically the decision so far has been actually no. We'll just keep with the standard RFC process, and what will probably happen is just future RFCs will have not just a patch for the implementation, but they'll also add to the um, specification itself. As for versioning, I'm not sure how it's going to work. Probably what's going to happen is that it'll keep, you know. The, the original implementation is probably just k- going to keep being version numbered the same, and HHVM is probably going to keep doing its own thing. But now HHVM will be able to see, say, fully PHP 5.7 compliant at least according to the specification, and and that's a good thing. Um,
3: yes, so the spec, spec would still be managed by internals in that case.
0: Um, it'll be it'll be managed. To be honest. Um, it has more, at least at the moment, it has more outside involvement than PHP generally does. Like there are some face, there are more Facebook people working on it, and that's good. But it's it's most, uh, it, it would seem, it's mostly the same people. Because to be honest, most of the people working on PHP are working on the PHP implementation. There there are a few people from Facebook, but most of the work on PHP is from the original PHP. But if you look at the announcement,
2: um, Sarah Goldman's obviously involved in both the internals team and the HHVM team, and we actually were talking about the potential chance of a spec back in episode nineteen somewhere, wherever it was. Um, so it's it's pretty cool that she's involved with um, with both projects because it makes her a, a perfect person to head up to kind of lead the specification. Um, can't think of words. I'm <laughs> so tired today. Um, can. Uh, yeah, she's, she's leading the project, essentially, and she's a good person to do it because she is on both the teams. And there have been a few people helping out from internals that are, you know, helping the HHVM side of things. And uh, Nikita and I think Stas is in there as well. So um, it's, it's a fairly um, cross-group effort, which I'm impressed with. I assumed that Facebook would end up doing this great thing and then Zend would shout them down and tell them to go away. And then we'd have this awesome thing that no one gets to use because... Recently, we've not been allowed to have nice things, and this is one of the nicest things that PHP can expect within the next couple of years. Um, I think.
1: Yeah, I, just to fill in, a lot of the Facebook people have actually gotten PHP.net accounts nice. um, recently. Well, not the Facebook people, but HHVM people, and we're starting to like. There's a I believe there is actually a Git repository already for the spec. I'm checking that right now.
2: Yeah, there is, and I'll find it, a link in notes. Yeah.
1: So I mean it's already Sarah has said um I don't know if she said it publicly, but at least privately that and a few others have said that, you know, the goal is to to migrate it predominantly to to the the PHP I don't know what to call us collectively because we're not the PHP group <laughs> technically. If you look at the copyright, PHP group we're not those people. I, but
0: I like PHP.net. I mean, everyone has it in their email address, so that works.
1: That's true. That works. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so turn over to it's already in in the way to transfer over, and I just was curious. I was wondering how how uh, up to date the spec was, and uh, I know of a um, few issues that Anthony had mentioned, but. I just noticed that it doesn't mention static closures at all, which is surprising yeah. because that's one of the things that um, the HHVM people opened bug report, and it's one that I fixed, and it took a long time to get it approved because yeah. nobody knew what the proper behavior was, <laughs> so I'm surprised yeah. that we don't see it okay. in the spec already.
0: The thing that the spec actually needs a lot of work. It's going to it's gonna take quite a while before that's really ready. Uh, once it's done, it'll be mostly done. I mean, because that was something I noticed as well. Um, I noticed the closures thing. The, cl- the closures thing was really weird because the c- PHP manual, believe it or not, is really is pretty precise on this. It, it, the PHP manual was more precise than the specification. It sort of despite what you'd expect on closures. And I have submitted a patch to fix that, and it's gone in now. There's, there's a lot of things that still need fixing, uh, a lot of things. It doesn't describe how variables uh, and classes work properly. It, it, it doesn't do it correctly anyway, but it, we'll get there. Um, and, and that's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're on version one now, which is, um,
2: you would have thought that would be a done version, but I think it's just like the initial it's, and they're going to keep on—it's
0: on. like it's like the first draft. It it still says draft in the repo. I think
1: actually, it, it is yeah. for the
0: moment still the draft. It's not official. It's like it's official, but it's the official draft. it's nowhere near done really. I mean, I basically, mean, basically,
1: instead of starting instead of starting at point one, they just started at one.
0: Yeah,
2: fair enough. That works. Um, have you seen any pushback to it so far? Um, I I recently quit. Well, I, I started just piping all of my internals' mail into my trash. Um, <laughs> I, I,
1: don't, I don't really want to why, talk about why it. Why would this. you do that? I, I don't understand why you would feel that way. Well, it's
2: because of, it's, your, it's your guy's fault. You do. Um, because... Um, uh, yeah, you've got so many good RFCs recently between the pair of you um, that there's just been a lot of chatter, and uh, most most of it's pretty cool. But um, there has been well, well, some shit. I don't...
0: said good. I would say good is subjective. There are some RFCs which I submit and later vote against when they come to the vote. <laughs> uh, nice. like, like the um, uh, the, the not I don't think anyone's really opposed it because I think everyone realizes that PHP needed to do it. It was just something. Difficult, and it requires a lot of effort. So until someone did it, and now someone's done it, you know, it wasn't going to happen just because it's so much effort to de- document it. But now it's happened. You know, it's going to happen. Nobody's really opposed to it. There'll be yeah. some. There'll be some debate, though, over what the correct behaviour is in some places, because in some places, arguably. All the implementations of R actually do the wrong thing, but should we fix this now or should we put the wrong thing in the spec and fix it next version? One example is for example, you can have two default sections in a switch at the moment um, in both PHP and HHVM. It's not an error. What do we put in the spec? Um, it it will only use one of them, and AHVM uses a different one than PHP, but you can actually do that. So what do we do? Do we do the right thing in spec and say you can only have one default clause, because only one of them will be run anyway, it doesn't matter which implementation you use? Or do we say we should document what the current implementations do and fix this in 7? Myself, I think we should just say you can only have one because I don't think anyone actually relies on having two default clauses because it doesn't work properly anyway. But there's a bit, there'll be a bit of debate over that kind of thing, but I haven't seen anyone oppose it at all. Um,
1: yeah, I think most of the, the, the pushback I've seen was that uh, Facebook handed over this draft and the, when they did so... It was kind of it. It, it seemed um, a lot more finalized. The language they used than than they intended, and that was just a communication uh, uh, slip. There, they they didn't intend it like that at all, but it seemed. On release, you know so that was a big worry like hey they put all this time to develop this awesome thing entirely behind closed doors and now it's final and great you know? i don't think <laughs> that,
2: then can get too angry about someone working on something behind closed doors and then just whacking it out on the table and wondering why there's pushback do, uh... do you
0: um levi do you remember the moral imperative to vote against the 64-bit integer rfc or was it that yeah, I, I remember there was that whole spat when PHPNG and the 64-bit RFC came out around about the same time, and they basically obsoleted each other because both patches, you couldn't merge both. They both break mm-hmm. each other, and there was this massive spat on internals. With Z- like Zeev, I think that's how his name is pronounced, was like, you must Z- vote Zeef. against this for the sake of... I, I say Zeev, but I know it's not how his name's supposed to be said. Like, oh. so the, But it's like on... Um, there was this massive thing you know it's like a moral duty you must vote against this for the sake of php and then there was another one that's saying and then there were people on the other side saying no Zend have developed phpng behind closed doors against the spirit of open source you should vote against this and vote for the 64-bit and to be honest it was all nonsense because the 64-bit RFC was terrible um, as it stood it did a lot of wrong things and they later have changed them and it, it, they were also like doing loads of um, the PHPNG, it, it wasn't like it would obsolete PHPNG entirely, it would just delay it and it, 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 the um, internals can get into some ridiculous spats sometimes. No way!
1: <laughs> yeah, my I might get us into a whole lot more of them if I chose to. So <laughs>
2: <I'm> grateful. <laughs> yeah, I think um, if we keep this sort of behavior up, then anyone that gets onto PHP Town Hall will automatically have their voting karma removed. So I've probably stop. <laughs> probably stop. but uh, <laughs> that's been fun. Um, do you guys have any other topics that you would like to discuss, Ben? Because otherwise, we're getting towards uh, getting towards the hour there.
0: Yeah, I think we're uh, done with our list. I, n- I never mentioned how I got into PHP, which oh, isn't, it isn't a terribly long story. Um, if you know Nikita puffov I'm pretty sure everyone does by this point. You know, he's awesome. He's written some really great RFCs, uh, some of which affect internals only, some of which affect user land, but they're all really great. Uh, everyone loves him, I think, but there's probably someone that hates him because of backwards compatibility. Um, he he wrote a blog post in 2012 that showed up on Hacker News on the front page. If you are not aware of what Hacker News is, it's like Reddit but without most of the problems that Reddit has and it not as misogynistic most of the time. Um, but but it showed, he wrote this blog post on how you add a feature to PHP. It was really extensive. He added this in operator, which is probably not going to happen, but for the sake of example. And so he showed uh, how you compile PHP, which is literally two commands. PHP is really easy to compile yourself. If you haven't done it, try it, even if you don't know C, because you can customise it and install whatever extensions you like, and it's just one file. Um, but he showed how to compile it and then how to edit the Lexer so it recognises the token, how to add it to the parser, how to add the compilation step, how to add the opcode, how to add the actual code that implemented it. And that got me interested um, in developing PHP and I got into it then and I later joined in the year and and this is rather embarrassing, I wrote so many emails in, <laughs> I wrote so many one point, emails in one, one and a half months that I very quickly climbed very near the top of the top 100 most emails of all time to internals um, and quit soon after and then I came back two years later uh, It's sometime in 2013, slightly more mature, slightly less, a lot less spammy. I send at least a quarter of the emails I sent in in that time period now. Um, And that's basically just how I got into it. Uh, Nikita detailed how you implement the PHP feature, and that got me interested. And I started hacking at PHP. Um, I used PHP before this, although I'm not proud of the PHP code I wrote in 2010. Uh, there's Unfortunately, PHP has a problem that if you go on Google and search PHP tutorial, literally everything you find is absolutely terrible and was written for the 1990s. And I have code that was written in, written just four years ago that is absolutely horrible because Google gives you horrible tutorials. <laughs> sorry that that was a bit long-winded but that's how i got into php
2: that's a pretty cool story because i i feel like that um nikita article was incredibly recent but i guess two years is a while and um it's pretty cool that in that time that was the inspiration for you to get involved and start doing stuff I mean, that was that was the article that i read that started me mess, messing around with the with compiling my own city versions and that was when yeah. i made made my fork that uh i told you about earlier with the uh If you try using a go-to, it injects the um, XKCD comic in there saying, why would you use a go-to? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Um, And, yeah, it's fun to play around with that stuff and kind of get an understanding of how it works, Um, especially because it means that you can, once you learn how to compile it, You see these new versions come out and um, you don't have to be able to write massive new features and and make your own RFCs. If you can download them and play around with them and run unit tests on them or, you know, grab an RC version or grab the NG branch, for example, you can grab that shit and start doing some really cool testing with it. See if your application runs with it. See if you can break it. See if you can, I don't know, contribute in any way apart from write code.
0: If you compile PHP yourself, it ha- it's it's really easy to do. Like you don't need to know any C code because the build scripts are actually really solid and they don't break almost all the time. You, it's it's literally just two commands if you download the source, and pretty much anyone can do it even if you've never touched a single line of C code. And the great thing about compiling PHP yourself is you can remove anything you want. You can remove literally any almost any extension, and you can. And also, most OSs have really old versions of PHP that are like one or two years old, which isn't really that old. But when you want to use the new features, it is. You can compile PHP yourself and install it. Um, and now you have the latest version of PHP, and it's great.
2: Yeah. So I guess the, the message to wrap this up is that everyone listening to this should go and join internals because it's great, <laughs> and it's and it's really easy to do everything with it. So. It- that's that's the goodbye message on that um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for joining us everybody um it's It's been a good one i mean it, there there are going to be some people out there that don't know half of what we've been talking about I suppose because uh, yeah. not, not everyone's too wary of, of internally stuff, but um hopefully we can try and get back to uh to more just drunken shouting at each other um for, for <laughs> next week's episode.
3: this has been so. the uh, I think the most common intellectual podcast mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've had i I've had three days in a row of rather, rather active pub life. So I've, uh, I've given myself a nice quiet day for the podcast. And
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we actually have some really interesting things coming up too for future episodes, such as um the um abstract syntax tree for PHP is a, a really big deal. So oh yeah, that's a good point. And no um, surprise, it comes from Nikita. So
2: oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, and for everyone listening, um, last episode we did bicker a little bit about uh, six versus seven, and which was going to, which we thought would win. Um, PHP seven has won, so the next version of PHP
0: uh,
2: after five, six, or maybe five seven is going to be
0: seven. I kind of like to apologize to everyone because the RFC and pretty much everything associated it with it ended up being an utter shambles, and I made <laughs> several really bad judgments. The thing is that I'm glad well, I think it's over. I think now that vote was passed, it yeah. actually passed a two-thirds majority, even though it didn't require one. Hopefully now it's settled, because to be honest, after so three weeks of arguing about it, I don't care anymore if it's six or seven. I just want a name, and I don't want us to argue about it anymore. And I, I I, think it's over, and I hope it's over, we can now move on to more important matters. And yeah. That was always the point of the thing anyway. People asked, why are we doing stuff when we could be doing more important stuff? The point of it was I knew if it looked like a release was coming soon, at some point someone was going to bring up the version number issue, so we might as well settle it now, and I, I think it's settled. Though I, I know Levi has some thoughts on this, which might differ from mine, perhaps.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll
1: let it go for now.
3: It's a it's a dead horse at this point, right? So. Well, so
1: just to sum up, summarize um, what I what I think about it. Uh, I think you you summarized it pretty well. That a lot of it was a lot of the process around it was just utter shambles, um, and I think. I'm very ashamed to the fact that we even voted on an RFC that had the language in it. Now, granted, almost certainly few people actually read the content of that RFC, (laughs) but uh, it was, uh, I think there were, for various reasons, there were just statements and things and biases and and things that I, I think are problematic for future, like the behavior is problematic for future of PHP. I really don't care if six or seven. I'd prefer six, but... To me, uh,
0: I think I like the PHP8 sophisticated sturgeon uh, proposal. <laughs> on I, I think everyone can agree that naming it after a fish and definitely nothing else with the same name would be universally accepted. <laughs> yeah, that
2: was a funny one. Quite a few good suggestions came up for different names, and it was uh, like uh, PHP1, just the word one, and all sorts of stuff, silly stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I agree with you, Levi, um, and uh, I know there's a fair few others who feel the same way, is that none of us really cared too much about the number, but whichever whichever was picked had to be picked for the best, most logical reason. And yeah. not, not based on bullshit. And the RFC was unfortunately un- unfairly balanced towards <laughs> in one direction.
0: It, it was a bit of a, it was it was really a shambles because it started off being really biased to six it didn't even have a seven option because I assumed we we're going to get a two thirds vote for six which was a naive assumption and it was completely wrong and later changed it and I let Zeev add to it um and then what happened was Zeev, after two weeks never actually added his case for seven so I thought, well, I might as well get it over with, I don't want to discuss this anymore, I'm tired, so I started the vote, and then he added a section. And then what happened was, I came back and thought, wait, why did I start the vote? Now there's this massive PHP 7 section, this is the PHP 6 section, and he's removed some paragraphs in PHP 6, unintentionally, because they were now covered by the 7 section, and it wasn't fair of me to start the vote anyway when there wasn't the 7 section. And then, so I close the vote and think, we need to fix this before we have another vote. I wake up, I'm tired, I haven't had enough sleep. It, I look briefly over the seven section, I think, that looks okay, that's fine enough. We So over the six section, I think, that looks okay, Zeeve said it's that fine. I start it, and then later realize what I've done. And at this point, everyone's made a complete fuss over the fact that the vote was restarted. I don't want to restart it again, and I didn't want to have another argument. So. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I'm not if if there ever is a second vote, which I really hope there isn't uh, I, I I'm not I'm not going to touch that with a yard long pole. that whole <laughs> discussion.
2: Yeah, uh, done. well uh, what I was referencing with the uh, the kind of unfairly stacked sides wasn't so much yours. it was when, uh, when Zeev put in arguments like PHP seven is a lucky number in some Western countries. Uh, yeah. P- PHP six didn't work out very well for Perl. I'm like, ugh, it's not, it's not a thing. You can't just say that. Like, apparently the number eight is really unlucky in China. So fuck it. Let's just go with nine. Like, you can not use bullshit international arguments like that to try and make a, a reasonable I mean,
0: point. For I mean, seven is a really appealing number. It's, it's a prime number. I like that. But then six is even. I, I'm so conflicted really with version numbers.
1: <laughs> well, I uh, think. Oh, well. Yeah, that was, that was a really crappy um, thing to put in there for an RFC. You know, like he even admits, like, no, we're not truly seeing it as a real advantage here.
0: Yeah, the, the but thing it with that RFC,
1: was you know, it's a technical document.
0: The problem with that actually, particularly, was I mean, he had a little bit. He had a little jokey two bullet points, right? With uh, jokey ones that aren't to be taken seriously, and yeah, it's silly. But he had that section. Most of the stupid, jokey ones were not in that section. They were under the serious arguments one, which is sort of why. Anyhow, the thing is mostly over, I think, I hope. It's PHP 7 now, 6 existed a long time ago, and hopefully we can move on from this, and we we have a version number.
2: Uh, well, the the next T-shirt from MadeInProduction.com is gonna have to be a little tombstone with, uh, with a with a six on it and just say never forget. It. It's, uh, I like
1: it's it. You <laughs> still won't send me one, but I like it.
2: I
3: was. It's yeah. funny
1: because because for so long we wanted to forget six, and now here we are talking about how nice it would be to have one, right? <laughs> if you yeah, want to. Um-
0: if you want to be really even more old-timey, you could just put Unicode on a tombstone. tombstone because to, to people who aren't familiar with the history of PHP, that means nothing. They think, but Unicode isn't dead. Everyone uses Unicode these days. But Unicode and PHP and PHP 6 are the same thing in history. There was that Unicode branch, and it's dead. And yeah. everyone, some people wish it hadn't died.
2: A lot, of, a lot of hard work went into it, but it didn't quite work out. So that, that, is, that is sad. Um so I like how we were going to end it and then start talking about 6 versus 7.
3: <laughs> For like 15 minutes after. Yes.
2: <laughs> the, the title of the last episode was Let's not mention PHP 6 versus so, 7. And both yeah, episodes we done. Like,
3: it like at this point every town hall is going to have 15 minutes bitching about this.
2: <laughs> <time>. <laughs> so which team were you on in the war? <laughs> nice. Right, I'm out of here. Uh, Thanks very much for coming on, um, both of you. And uh, you've been great guests. Hopefully we'll have you back sometime. Yeah,
0: thank Uh, you. Thanks. It it was
2: great.
3: Later.